Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 19 of Spearhead Sundays. Uh, I'm currently on tour. I'm in uh, Sydney at the moment in my hotel and I probably just pissed off every single one of my fucking neighbours. That was probably a bad decision. We're going to get kicked out. Uh, I'm immediately regretting doing that. Uh, but uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we're, at, we're at episode 19, which is a cool one. Um, man, the flight over here was shit. We flew Tiger, me and Luke Kidgel, and it was just horrible. Because you know what I've come to realize? Tiger Airways, it's only about $20 cheaper than Jetstar. But $20 gets you a long way. Like, even even if you... if you, It's like, I see it as a really cheap hooker. Like, you could get a bad hand job for $30... Or you could get a bad blowjob for 50 And you really, if you're choosing between a bad blowjob and a bad hand job, it's easily you're going for the blowjob. So I think next time I fly, I'm going to buy, I'm going to go for the bad blowjob and fly Jetstar, not Tiger. Because it was just horrible. And I'm too long to fly Tiger anyway. I've got no leg room there. Because I'm six foot eight. Like, even normal people complain about the leg room on Tiger. And I'm not a normal, like, I'm an incredibly long human. And I had to fly in there. I was there was this woman in front of me that I was just unintentionally kneeing in the back, and she she was very nice. She knew I couldn't do anything about it, but I tried my best. It was either I it was either I had to knee her in the back or like put my like spread man spread the shit out of the plane and put my leg onto on this chubby Vietnamese kid who was sitting next to me, who by the way he was only ten, but I knew I hated him. I hated that kid already. I just looked at him. You know why? Because he was, he was rich. That's why. I don't know why he was flying Tiger, but I just looked at him and he was just covered in like designer clothes. Then his father was next to him and so was he. And it was just fucked. Like he was a probably about 10 year old fat Vietnamese kid and he's wearing a Gucci watch. You know, it's like a $600 watch. He's got some, some like $300 jeans on and a dumb hat from some luxury brand. And I just look at this Vietnamese kid and I'm like, I, I hate you. Like, I'm sure that if I spoke to you, you'd be a nice kid, but I just know for sure you're going to grow up to be a cunt because you just have all of that shit already. There's nothing for you to work for, man. You've got the the dumb Gucci watch that you like because it says Gucci on it, even though it's fucking ugly. You know, you've, you've clearly got enough food. <laughs> you know, dad's just loading him up with just shit. You know, when you see someone, you're like, you're never going to appreciate anything nice because you never had to work for it. That was that kid. He was only 10, but I hated him. And I stand by that. You know, I, <laughs> I stand by my hatred of, of young Vietnamese boys, which, you know, is probably better than me having a, a, a really a passion for young Vietnamese boys. When you think about it, <laughs> I, I'd rather I think I would rather have people hating Vietnamese boys than, than really loving them, if you know what I mean. Um, anyway, so what's been happening uh, in, the, in the news? Some dumb bitch died on Everest. Can people just stop climbing that fucking mountain? Why do you need to climb Mount Everest? It's been done. A dude did it like uh, like a hundred years ago when he had a tank of his own breath. He didn't even have oxygen. He just blew into a tank and thought, yeah, it should be all right. And he made it. Like, we don't need to climb Mount Everest anymore, okay? And if you die climbing Mount Everest, I've got no sympathy because, you know, it's not even impressive. You've got that many modern technology. This this woman, she had she had 2016. She had the 21st century of technology on her back, and she still died. Like, come on, 
Step up your game. I think that uh, I think that climbing Mount Everest, just stop. Why do you want to do that for? Why do you want to just... Some other dude already did it. There's a million people who've done it before you and a million people are going to do it after you. Why do you want to risk your life climbing to the top of some rock and you're surrounded by Sherpas who probably hate you, to be honest. You know, those Sherpas make a living risking their lives to get some rich white dude to the top of a mountain so he can use it as his new Facebook cover photo. They probably want you to die. If I was a Sherpa and I had to go up Mount Everest every day, every couple of days, I'd, be, I'd just let one of you slip. I'd be like, oh, whoops, down he goes. That'd be the only way. You know when you're really good at a job? Because I bet they're really good at climbing Mount Everest, obviously, because they're Sherpas. You know when you get really good at a job that you don't like and you've been there for years and you just start fucking up because you don't care and you know you can't get fired for it because you've been there for so long? You're like a senior employee. That's what I reckon the Sherpas must be like. If they lose a couple of tourists, it doesn't matter because they've been doing it for years. So it probably was an accident, but really he just didn't give a fuck. He just, he just couldn't, you know what it was? I reckon they got halfway up the mountain and then one of the Sherpas realized he left like his phone at home. So he was like, I'm just going to let this tourist fall to her death and then I can go back and get my iPhone. (laughs) But really, you don't have to climb Mount Everest. It's been done. And it's not impressive anyway. You climb it and good on you. And you know what? I'm reading the article now. Let me get the article up of this woman who died. I think this is really, really recent too that I'm talking about this. Yeah, okay, so the article (laughs) was posted on the Herald Sun five minutes ago. So she's, you know, she's still warm. Actually, she probably isn't warm if she died on Mount Everest. Um, Anyway, so she's some woman, she climbed up. All right, and she she died because she had altitude sickness. I don't know what that is. It's when you're really high. I've probably got altitude sickness. Um... All right, I'm just reading this article because, of of course, as usual, I just turned the the fucking microphone on and just started rambling about this. I didn't do my research, um, as you guys should come to uh, expect. All right, so this is what it, where where was it? Okay, here we go. Um, <clears throat> so one guy had enough oxygen and he made it down, uh, but uh, she did not. Now, this is the statement they've released. More details were not available because of poor communications with the crew on the 8,850-meter mountain and that it would take days and several people to bring the body down the slopes. So someone has died on the mountain and the Sherpas don't speak English good enough to help anyone find it and bring it. See, they don't care. They're, they're, you know what it is? There's this, there's this Sherpa, he's on the mountain, he's probably 40 years old, he's climbed Everest like 35 times, he speaks perfect English, and then someone's died because he wanted his iPhone, and then he's just pulled the old, oh, sorry, I don't speak English, because he can't be fucked going back up and finding it. That's what happened, I think, that's my theory. It was a, man, Mount Everest was an inside job. Uh, <laughs> um... What else? Oh, there's this woman as well. I'm just I'm just ragging on on dumb women. Uh, it seems in the news, there's other woman, this Australian woman who staged a rape as an art piece. It's fucking retarded. Let me get it up, okay? Australian woman rape. I'm gonna be on a watch list for googling this shit. Um, so what she did was she calls herself an artist, which really means she's you know takes a lot of drugs. Um. And thinks that she has something to say when really she's just a 30-year-old woman. He probably needs a boyfriend. 
Um, all right, so Australian artist Sophia Hewson films rape representation in New York. Um, and essentially what the, the video, I haven't watched the video, um, but how it is described is a dude who is an actor comes into her room and they have sex and it looks like rape and the whole time the camera is on her face and she looks into the camera. Uh, and she described her work as a militant feminist piece. If you describe anything that you do as a militant something, I don't want to hear it. You can, you know, I'm a militant a Muslim or a militant Christian or a militant feminist. Or even if you're like, I'm a militant guitarist. That just makes me think you go around killing people who don't play the guitar. Alright, so she described it as a militant feminist piece and, and said she hopes it helps dismantle male power. What are you going to do about the patriarchy? Oh, what are you going to do about the wage gap? Oh, what are you going to do about uh, women, you know, uh, not having birth, uh, birthing right? What are you going to do about women not having the right to an abortion? What are you going to do about women not having equal rights? Well, what I'm going to do, okay, this is how I'm going to fix all these problems. What I'm going to do, okay, is I'm going to hire a man to have sex with me uh, and we'll make it look like rape and then I'll put it on the internet. And uh, hopefully that will make everybody think that women are really smart. I don't understand what this woman is trying to prove with this thing. Okay, it goes for three minutes. So obviously the dude wasn't, you know, very good. Uh, he was a bit of a three minute man, which, you know. So the artist called it a self-orchestrated rape representation. And she said, the raped woman is nearly always depicted with her face downcast and her eyes averted. Um... Central to the work is also the idea that rape is more than an unwanted sexual act, that it is the foundation for the entire institution of the patriarchy, and hence it is the crucial battleground for dismantling male power. Yep, you heard it here first, ladies. If you were ever wondering why you, are not, why, you, know, you didn't get the promotion that you wanted to get, it's because someone at work is going to rape you, okay? That's the only way that men stay on top, is that every, every man out there is, is a rapist, and we have to tell ourselves every day not to do that shit. Otherwise, you know, if we forget, if I didn't do my mantra before I leave the house, I have to, I have to see, I've got a little piece of paper that I carry with me every day, and it says, rape is bad, don't rape girls, rape is bad. And I say that throughout my head every day every day otherwise because if one day if I forgot to say it I might just you know forget that rape is bad and just go out there and be be a horrible dude because I'm a man and that's how that works because the patriarchy makes me think of that what a fucking idiot you know what it is she's just shit at painting she wants to be an artist but she can't paint yeah I'm gonna look at her paintings now she's a fucking shit painter that's her problem she needs to she needs to get the dick out of her and put you know get the dick out of her hand and replace that cock with a brush and just practice and she won't have to get herself raped on camera and then she can do a good painting and then she you know you might sell some fucking art instead of just getting headlines for having sex with a dude and pretending that it's a social statement when really you're just a porn star that's what you are but a shit one cuz I'm not enjoying that's not a, that's not going that's not going to get a very high rating on Pornhub is what I'm saying in this video judging by this woman, um, <laughs> this podcast is going to be in fucking headlines, um, I don't know why I'm angry today, I'm just haven't slept, um, which is, which is weird, because, uh, the, the fucking tour is finished, last night, uh, was the last show of the tour, we were in Sydney, biggest show I've ever done, 
over 200 people came, which is fucking amazing, especially because last year in Sydney, about 70 people came. So that we, we tripled the audience from last year, which is so cool. That's like, I, can't, I couldn't believe, I was expecting like maybe a third more, like maybe 100, 100, maybe 150, but to have over 200 people sitting in that room and the, the crowd was so up for it. That's probably the, the most fun I've ever had on stage was, was that, was last night. It was, it was just amazing and everybody killed it. We had Kyle Legacy opening up the show and then we had Luke Kidgel as well who also opened up in Brisbane and everybody just fucking smashed it and had a great time. Um, we also got to, when we got to Sydney, in, we landed and then we went to the Airbnb and it's just some dude's house, okay? It's just some guy's house and his shit is everywhere. Like I'm looking at his bicycle. It looks like a really nice bike. Like I could go out and ride it if I, I might actually. And he's got a ladder in his room and his closet with all of his clothes. I might dress up as him and go down the street and fuck his girlfriend. He, she would have no idea. Like, this is his whole, his whole life is here, and I'm just tempted to go through it. Like, as if I'm not going to. He knows I'm going to, because, as, why would you not? If you were, seriously, Airbnb is like everyone's, everyone's kind of fantasy of you can just go into someone's house and look through all of their shit, and there's no consequences as long as you put everything back. You can just find out a little bit about them. Like, like, for example, obviously the dude, um, likes moisturizer, because he's got about 30 different, types of it in the bathroom so he's a he's a moist dude <laughs> is what I learned from this but he, he what he what this is the point of the story we got to the Airbnb and it was it's really clean but on the kitchen table very obviously the only thing on the table were two Nerf guns fully loaded Nerf guns so me and Luke immediately just saw that we were supposed to get ready for the show but we just started shooting each other with these fucking Nerf guns um and then it got out of hand and we figured well hey why don't we do it at the show um, so we took the Nerf guns to the show, um, and we just started fucking each other, with each other during our act and shooting Nerf guns at each other every now and then throughout the show. I think we actually filmed it on Snapchat as well, and I'll probably post a couple videos on Facebook of, of us just shooting Nerf guns at each other while we're on stage. Uh, it was a good laugh. The audience enjoyed it. Oh, nobody went blind too, which was, which was very good. <laughs> and, uh, it was a, uh, it was a great night. Like it was just amazing. And Brisbane was sick too. Um, mainly Brisbane was, was even, was even more amazing in regards to how many people came because last year in Brisbane, 30 people came. I'm not even joking. It was 30 people, but this year there were 120 and that's amazing. And it was an 18 plus venue there when there were no kids there either. So like, that's, that's a huge amount of people because there was restrictions on who could come. And there was, it was a sick show as well, because when we were flying, when I was, you guys know about this when I um when I was flying around the guitar got broken by the airport so I had to put the word out to see if anyone had a guitar that could bring them to the show um and and a dude in Brisbane came and he brought his guitar I was he messaged my page and uh I was I said oh can you bring a guitar and he he messaged his brother because it was his brother's guitar and then he sent me screenshots of their conversation and they were just freaking out you know what I'll do, actually? I have audio of me talking about it on stage in Brisbane. I'll put that in here of me explaining uh, somebody bringing a guitar for me. I'll put that in right now. 
Hey, I would like to give a massive thank you to the guys who brought the guitar um, because uh, you, you boys brought it. Thank you so much because when I was coming here, when I flew here, the guitar was just uh, destroyed during transport and I wouldn't have been able to do that bit if it weren't for these guys who brought the guitar. So give them a round of applause. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I really do appreciate that, guys. And, and what happened was I put it, I put the call out on Snapchat um, and asking for guitars, and, and uh, Tom got to me straight away, and he said, "Yeah, mate, we can definitely do. It. I'll bring my brother's guitar." I'm like, "Oh, really? Can you?" And he goes, "Yes, yeah, sweet. Don't worry about it." And then he sends me screenshots of his conversation with his brother. Fuck with. Ah, fuck you, mate. You're gonna flop it now. And, uh, what he said was, uh, he's like, uh, oi, um, can, you bring, uh, can you bring a guitar for Nebs' show? And then you said, is that even a fucking question? <laughs> he was so incredibly keen to bring it, he was like, yes, master, I'll bring the guitar. <laughs> it was like I had my own Dobby from Harry Potter bringing guitars in. So what I'll do, man, I'll give you a t-shirt after the show. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, as, as you know, Dobby, uh, because that is an item of clothing, you are now a free elf. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, a massive thank you to the two guys who brought the guitar in uh, Brisbane. Thank you very much. You saved the show. It's a really important part of the show. It's just a small bit, but it's fucking very, very important. Uh, and, and I need it. It's like in the middle of the show, but I really need it to... It needs to make sense because the end of the show relates to it. So uh, thank you very much. I was freaking out. I mean, uh, in, uh, uh, in Perth, I had to use a ukulele, which fucking sucked because I don't know how to play a ukulele. Um, but uh, then in Sydney as well, I had two guys bring guitars as well. Actually, three guys. Uh, two mates brought one guitar, and then another dude brought his guitar. I only used one, but thank you very much. And I gave T-shirts to everybody who brought the guitar. I didn't just fucking use it, and then uh, uh, and then you know say fuck you guys. A smash at the end of the show. That'd be funny. Um, but yeah, that's so cool that you guys did that. It's it's really cool that I can kind of not rely on you, I shouldn't rely on you, but just if I ever need something, if there's a few people out there who are like, oh yeah, I've got that, I can help them out, so thank you very, very much, I really do appreciate it, boys, uh, that was sick, um, alright guys, what, what I'd like to do now is I would like to get on to miscellaneous bit at the end, this is the worst part of the podcast, oh, uh, before I do though, you guys will be very happy that uh, I'm going to stop talking about the tour, because we're fucking done, um, so what I'm going to do now is uh, just go home in Melbourne and I'm going to put a massive focus on pumping out videos, doing the podcast and uh, making my online presence really big because I want to get to 300,000 subscribers by, uh, by January. Um, so that's my goal. I want to do that and uh, I reckon it's possible because I'm at 120 now. Um, <clears throat> so it's only like 280,000. I reckon it's totally possible to do that. I'm going to pump out weekly Lure reviews, weekly videos, and I'm going to try and do monthly sketches. I'm going to have a, th- I don't know, when I get back to Melbourne, I'm going to have a think and plan out what I really want to do um, in the next couple of years um, and how I'm going to do that. So that's what I'm going to do. So there's going to be a whole lot of uh, really good content coming from me very soon. Now let's get into the miscellaneous bit at the end. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, miscellaneous bit at the end is the worst part, so please do turn it off. I don't want anybody listening to this shit. Um, it, it, because you know what? It's horrible. It's where I answer your guys' questions. It's fucking shit. No one wants to hear it. I don't want to do it. You guys don't want to listen to it. And, you know, I, I've got a ba- I'm looking at a balcony right now. That's uh, We're about two stories up. So, you know, it's not that high. Like, I could survive if I jump. But I reckon if, if I jumped out of there because I don't want to do this part of the podcast, if I went head first, I could probably end it all. 
or end up in hospital. Either way, I wouldn't have to do this part. And a guy actually came to the Sydney show and he told me a massive story about how he went to hospital because he had to listen to Mr. Leader's bit at the end. He literally came up with a fucking full minute of why he went to hospital because he listened to Mr. Leader's bit at the end. And it sounds kind of lame because I'm just saying this to you, but when I listened to that story... That was very riveting. And I was I was very happy that you guys hate this part of the podcast as much as I do, that you just want to tell me about it after the show. So shout out to that too. Let's get into our first question. All right. Uh, two questions from girls today. Um, because girls, I don't know, you guys just have a lot of feelings and uh, you want to get them out there. All right. Um, before I ask my question, I just wanted to say I love your videos, blah, 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 you're the best, amazing comedian, thank you very much, blah, blah, okay. Uh, now that I've complimented you, will you answer my question on the podcast? <laughs> so I recently turned 17 and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I mean, I'm emailing a YouTuber with my problems, I can't get more desperate. Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix your life. Um, no, I won't, I'll probably give you horrible advice. Uh, so I want to be an artist. I've been painting and drawing since I was a kid, and people tell me I'm good at it, but I have zero confidence in my talent. See, now what you need to do is you need to take a leaf. You need, this, this, is a, this is a solution, okay? You need to take a leaf out of this Sophia Girls um, book, and you just need to film yourself staging a rape on camera. Because if you're shit at painting, that's how you become an artist. You just film obscene shit. So I think, actually, you're 17. Me recommending this will make me go to jail. Okay, wait a couple of years. No, okay, this girl is 31, okay? So, look, this is what I think. So this this woman who filmed herself getting raped, she's 31. So you have, like, you've got, like, 16 more years before you failed. Do you know what I mean? Before you hit rock button. You've started now. You're shit now. Like, even if you have talent, when you look back on it, when you've even better, you're going to say, that was me when I'm shit. You've started really, really early. Most, most people don't start doing anything that they really want to do until they're like 20. I started stand-up when I was 19, I think. Um, no, I think I was 20. I was 20 years old when I started stand-up. Yeah, I was 20. So you, you've got like three years on me um, doing what you want to do. And you have 16 years on Sophie, who is clearly failed, she's hitting her midlife crisis, and she's just filming herself getting raped on camera, so you're going, you're going pretty good, you haven't hit that uh, rock bottom yet, um, okay, I have zero confidence in my talent, there are heaps of people in my class that are way better than me, uh, and as the end of year 12 is coming up, I have to start picking universities, and I don't know what to do, um, do you think I should just trust I'm good and keep doing art because I enjoy it or consider other options? Please help. Thank you from a desperate year 12 student. Yeah, definitely don't consider other options. You love art, do art. Even if, this is why I think, even if you don't make money out of the thing that you're doing, you can find satisfaction in, in getting really good at it and trying new shit and, and learning new skills. You don't have to be financially successful in your passion to to enjoy. I think everybody needs one thing that they really like. Mine is comedy. I really like doing comedy and I would be happy doing this if it was making me money or not. Um, but I think I think people really get sad when they when they give up their one thing, whatever it is, even if, if it's art, if it's music or whatever the thing that you like is and you want to be good at. When people give that up and just go, oh, I'm just going to get a job. 
I think that's that that's what makes people unhappy. It's not it's not that they're not successful. It's just that they don't keep doing the thing and getting better at it. You don't have to have financial success or critical acclaim to enjoy your passion and and help that make you happy. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, definitely don't um, definitely don't stop doing art. Um, and here's the thing about university. I think. This is coming from someone who has uh, never been to university, <laughs> mind you. Um, I think that a gap year is really important because have a think about this, okay? You start school when you're, I don't know, when you're like six or, or seven or eight, I don't know, however old you are when you start school. You start primary school and then you do that for seven years and then you go to high school and you do that for six more years and then, so you've done like, 13 years of school already and then you're gonna with no life no real world experience right if you go straight from high school to university you're doing a minimum of four more years so you hit like 17 years of school and then you go out into the real world and a lot of people just decide after they've got their degrees they go fuck I'm now that I'm in the real world and I know what you know, the job is like in my field, I don't actually want to do this. And then they go back to university and they've done 20 years of school and they just keep going back and forth. I think a gap year is really important um, to me to just, to just, not just, not to just have fun, mind you, not just to have, take a year off to have fun and be an idiot, but to take a year off and just find out what you really want to do. Get a job for a little bit. I think it's really important for people to get a, a job in an office or something so you can see how horrible jobs are because a lot of people are like oh I'm going to be a lawyer I'm going to get a lawyer law degree and I'm going to go to work and but they've got no experience in an office and then they get there and they realize that they're fucking stifled and they have to act like robots and they're like shit maybe I don't want to be a lawyer maybe this isn't for me maybe I want to play guitar um so I think what I what I would recommend this is what I think that people should do I think after they finish high school is just take at least a year off and just chase your stupid passion that probably won't work. Just be a fucking idiot. Because when you're from the age of like 18 to 25, you have no, you got no kids, you have no debt, you can risk everything. You know what I mean? Like if you have $700 and you just risk that, it's nothing. You don't, you don't lose anything. You're not going to lose a house. You're not going to break up with your, your wife and ruin your kids' lives. You have you have so little to risk. So go out there and be a fucking idiot and do a dumb thing that might work. That's what I did. I was like, oh, I'm, I don't want to do anything. I'm not going to get a degree. I just want to do comedy. I'm going to be a fucking idiot. And I feel myself, you know, just fucking around, messing with the news um, and just doing stand up. And then, hey, it looks like it's worked because now it's my job. I'm not a millionaire by any standards. I'm not, I was making more money in my job uh, but I'm fucking happier, way happier, because I'm doing the thing I want to do. So I would suggest just chase what you want to do for for at least a year after school. Um, and then you'll figure out if you want to go to university and study art um, and then work at McDonald's. <laughs> uh, no, but just chase the thing you want to do because um, take do it, take some risks because it might fucking work and you're not going to lose anything. Okay, second one. Uh, hi, Lewis. You can call me Ellie. Alrighty, Ellie. I have lots of problems with men. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. 
Recently, I went to a party and I saw one of these guys I used to go to school with. He was flirting with me like crazy. Oh, Ellie's getting laid. Uh, so I decided to flirt back. How fucked are girls? They just, they're just like that. It's such a decision. You guys are so calculated. We don't have that mind. We're just like, oh, pretty girl. I, I wanted to have sex with me. But girls, you guys are like, there's 30 options. It's like a multiple choice question. When a guy starts hitting on you, you see, you know when you're playing a video game and it's like, would you like to say this? Or would like, would you like to give the happy response or the angry response or the sad response or the horny response? And there's 35 of them and you see them in like half a second and you pick which one you're going to say. Like there's a massive decision. We're not like that. We're just like impulsive and, and dumb. But you guys are just so emotionally smart that you just, you just make decisions like this. I decided to flirt back. He's also so hot. Ellie's getting a bit damp. So I brought out my special tricks. What, what is a, what's your special tricks? Like, come on. You're a, is your special trick... Like, a, for me, if I was hitting on a girl, all you really need to do is just not say no, not tell me to fuck off, and I'm happy. You don't need to do anything special. Is your special trick not, like, just not walking away? <laughs> I'm going to use my special tricks and just and continue the conversation. That's all you need to do. <clears throat> I guess it worked because it he gave me his number and Snapchat before my Uber came. What a millennial sentence that was. He gave me his number and Snapchat before my Uber came and picked me up and picked me and my friends up. I told my friend about him and she told me he had a girlfriend. I looked into it and found out they broke up. Oh, they broke up that same day of the party. Okay, so you're the rebound, Ellie. Do you, are you comfortable with being the rebound? Because that's what he's after. Um, I'm wondering if I should try to have a relationship with him, but I've been told he's a player. You don't want to be in a relationship with him. He just broke up with someone else. I don't think that... It, okay, if you if you try and start a relationship with this guy... He's going to be comparing you constantly to his other girl. And then he might figure out, you know, a couple months in that he's like, fuck, actually, I want to be single. I don't know how serious his relationship was was with the last girl. But I don't think it's... If you've just broken up with somebody, it's never a good idea to get into a relationship with somebody else. You need time to be alone and figure out what it's like to be single again and then evaluate whether or not you want to continue being single or get back in a relationship and you don't want to be you don't want to be the girl Ellie that that he decides whether or not he wants to be single or in a relationship fuck that um i've been told he's a player and he's been with every girl i used to go to school with shit even the year 7s <laughs> um so should i go for this fuck boy or what Man, you know what, Ellie, I'm sorry, any girl who calls a guy fuckboy just has bad taste in men, um, because if you need a name for a type of guy that you that is just a bad type of guy, you're probably bad at picking them, I'm sorry. Um, uh, P.S., he's also an asshole and told me I should be more of a hoe, and he keeps asking for nudes. Do, is this even a question, Ellie? You've pretty much... Okay, so... so this guy just broke up with his girlfriend, um, and you're you're the rebound. Uh, he's a player. He's been with every girl that you know, and he tell he's telling you to be a hoe and send nudes. I think you're answering your own question here. This guy sounds like a douche. 
Well, he's not a douche. He's probably hurt. He's just on the rebound. I don't, you don't want to be his rebound. Fuck that, Ellie. You're, you're better than that. I had a look at your, your picture. You're a, you're a pretty girl. You seem nice. You, you spell well. So you're probably quite intelligent, I'm assuming. So don't, you don't need to do that. Use your special tricks on somebody else. Send your nudes to someone who really deserves it. <laughs> um, and with that, I will uh, end Miss Lena's bit at the end and we'll wrap up the podcast. Um, just before I do, though, I wanted to uh, uh, tell you guys, please do support me on Patreon and all of that shit. Patreon is a service. It's like Kickstarter, but it's much smaller amounts and it's monthly. It helps me keep everything that I do uh, free. I met a whole bunch of you guys who support me on Patreon on the tour as well because um, a few of you guys get free tickets and rewards and merch and shit like that. It makes a massive, massive difference to what I'm doing. It means that I don't have to have a shit job and still try and keep out regular content. So thank you very much for supporting me on Patreon. Uh, please do do that. Also rate the podcast on iTunes because that really helps. Give me five stars and tell like a bullshit story about how it saved your life. They're always funny. I love reading the reviews that you guys just clearly bullshit and make up. Um, just about saving your life. Um, so I do appreciate that. And uh, I was thinking for next week, uh, let's try something different for Miss Lady's Be The End. I want to hear some revenge stories. I'll, can you just send me, a, send me a few emails to contact at lewspears.com? Uh, what? I said contact at lewspears.com. Were you listening? I want to hear some revenge stories. When have, you, when have you gotten somebody back? When have you really... If someone has fucked you over, when have you just destroyed them back? Even if, even if you went too far, even if you think you went too far and you regret doing it, or if you, if you got them back perfectly and you thought it was a great thing to do, I want to hear revenge stories. And I'll read a couple out on the podcast and uh, we'll do it. And also, if you have any life advice questions, send them through as well and I'll answer them on the podcast. So... Uh, Yeah, that's the end of uh, episode 19. Thank you very much for listening. I will uh, talk to you guys next Sunday. Uh, Thanks very much for tuning in. Thanks for rating it on iTunes. Thanks for supporting me on Patreon. And uh, yeah, have a fucking shit one.